Have you ever seen anyone hurling an insult at rival Spurs fans using the Y word? Are you a Spurs fan who calls themselves the Y word? Are you a fan who thinks they're just being anti-Tottenham or even claiming it as a badge of honour? Well, think on. The Y word is an anti-Semitic term of abuse, a word used by Nazis as they rampaged through Europe, slaughtering millions of Jews. It's kind of akin to the P-word or the N-word. Would anyone you know use that at a football ground? Well, you wouldn't last long. So a campaign to realise what it means has been led by Ivor Badil and his brother David. They made a film starring Gary Lineker, Frank Lampard and Rio Ferdinand and it triggered a debate. Ivor wrote a piece in The Telegraph ahead of Spurs' EFL Cup semi with Chelsea. A grudge derby, of course, which Eden Azar asked for restraint from fans. So I caught up with Ivor to see how seven years after he made that film... The campaign is going. Real change takes an awfully long time to, to come about. You know, anyone who thinks change will happen overnight is is, you know, is wrong and ludicrous. Um, however, I think slowly, slowly change is happening. So since me and my brother first made the film, the Y the Y word film about seven or eight years ago, that was that was very much about creating a debate, raising the issue. Because at the time, people it, it wasn't an issue. You know, it was routinely in, in football matches for years and years and years. You know, the chance of you know Yid Army, both from you know at Tottenham and by Tottenham fans, and other horrendous chants as well, just went on all the time. Um, and it all stemmed from some unpleasant incident at Chelsea, um, where someone was chanting it. I almost had a fight. I've never had a fight in my life, but I got I got riled and I had a bit of. A, you know, argument with this guy, and I just said to David, "This is ridiculous. In the 21st century, we've got to do something about it." So we made that first film to raise the issue, and we did raise the issue. And we got people to think about it, and it caused a huge debate. Even David Cameron got involved at one point. Men's Ray. Three days after he made that comment, he, he was on a TV show, an ITV TV show with David. I can't remember what it's called. The one their equivalent of um, Question Time, sort of lowbrow Question Time. And um, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. And he, he admitted to David that he'd been hijacked by, I think, by a Jewish Chronicle journalist, and he just he hadn't been briefed on, fully on the issue, and he didn't. He just kind of went, yes, yes, or whatever it was he said. And pr- unfortunately, I wish he'd said this publicly, but privately to David, he said, no, I think it's wrong that, that they shouldn't chant it. At that time, and still to an extent today, but certainly at that time, loads of people had no idea that it was a racist term for Jews. So it, that's the level we're deep. That's the starting point. They didn't even know that. They just thought it meant Tottenham fan. Um, so that, that was the sort of starting point, and we, we raised that issue, we got people to talk about it, to debate it, and that was the aim then. Now, fast forward seven or eight years later, and you've got you know, people in the World Cup just a few months ago being filmed chanting, you know, Spurs are on their way to Auschwitz, Hitler's going to gas them again. I mean, for God's sake, you know, this is the 21st century. It's, it's ridiculous that that's still going on, and there's you know, still similar chants. And, you know, and there's just no getting away from it, no matter what the context is or, or why Spurs fans first adopted the term or whatever. You, you, I, have, I don't think, I'm just trying to think, but I don't think I've, I've, I've seen a, a report of an incidence of anti-Semitism in football that isn't centred somewhere around Tottenham. You know, I mean, the, the, the only other ones might be when you know Yossi Benayoun was playing, or um, a, a Jewish is. Or, actually, there's hardly any Jewish British footballers. Joe Jacobson, I think, is the only one currently playing now. So there might be the old, very rare incident with some with an Israeli footballer or an Israeli team. But that aside, it's all focused on Tottenham, and 
you know, and the issue has just got ridiculously complicated. And, and in the recent statement, so the World Jewish Congress have recently come out and said they won't tolerate, they think the, the use of the term should not be tolerated in any context whatsoever. And Tottenham's response to that is to say that, that their fans, both Jewish and non-Jewish, uh, did not set out to deliberately, co- deliberately cause any offence. And to me, yeah, the, the, the word deliberate is vital in that you know I don't think they do they, they aren't deliberately trying to cause offence I, I completely accept that but the fact that they, they put that word in there means that they know they are causing offence so deliberate or otherwise if you're causing offence and you know we're not just talking about a little bit of offence this is a term that was used by the Nazis this is a term that was used by Oswald Mosley this is a lot of offence and given what it leads to you know, you think deliberate or otherwise, now is the time for them to stop, to have a real think about it and stop using it. And and to be fair, on Twitter, I've been interacting with, with some more, should we say, enlightened Tottenham fans um, who are of that opinion now, saying, look, yes, we understand the issue, we accept most of the points, yes, it is time to rethink it. And actually, and that's how change happens. I, I, I don't expect them, to, as I said, to suddenly go, oh no, we, we shouldn't be doing it anymore. They need to have their own debate. And that, over the years, that's what's really annoyed me, that Tottenham have, have, have churned out the same statement saying, you know, our fans, there's no deliberate intent, and it's other fans, you know, who, it's terrible anti-Semitic abuse, abuse. And it's got actually, you know, yes, every club has to deal with its own fans and its own issues. But, you know, this is about listening to Jewish people. You know, it's not, not about club loyalties at, t- at all. It's about listening to Jewish people who say, we are deeply offended by this term and we'd like you to, to you know, grapple with it properly and to try and do something about it. If you could imagine for one moment Tottenham was moved to Southall or Brixton, the very idea that the P word or the N word might be used is quite repulsive and would never happen. Do you think it's that the history of the Jewish community up until about a year ago was, well, let's keep our heads down and just sort of go with it. Now there's this new emboldened Jewish voice, which is actually um, educating in a wider sense about Jewish identity with a non-Jewish audience. The confusion around the whole issue. Tottenham fans believe, Jewish and non-Jewish, and let's bear in mind that the vast majority of Tottenham fans are not Jewish. I think yeah. I read somewhere uh, at best 5% of Tottenham fans are Jewish. They are so non-Jewish that the accent is different away from home. I've been in a Spurs away crowd and they're from Kent and Cambridgeshire and Suffolk and they say Tottenham because they're not from London. They're from their hinterland. In other words, their ancestors, their grandparents were probably from North East London and they moved out to the countryside. Yeah. But that's a vital point to remember that, that what you've got is a, you know, this is where the issue gets very complicated and you know, with things like the N word, you know, there is a debate within the black community as to whether it's right to reclaim it or not. But the bottom line is, it's their word to reclaim. You know, so it's not non-Jews' word to reclaim. That's the vital issue, and you know, that's where it gets very, very confusing beyond anything else. Because as as I said earlier, you know, I don't think they've done that to to deliberately cause offence, but. At best, what they do is cause incredible confusion. And I've said this many times before, but if I was a Jewish Tottenham fan and someone came up to me in the street and called me a Yiddo, I'd have to say to them, well, are you calling me that because I'm Jewish or because I'm a Spurs fan? Because I need to know first before I know whether to be offended. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Also, also on that issue, it's not just... If Jewish people wanted to reclaim the word, it's not just Jewish Spurs fans' word to reclaim. So if I want to reclaim it as a, as a non-Spurs fan, I, I could. 
So it's not. You know, it has to. It has to move away from Spurs. And actually, I think if it does move away from Spurs, you know, the, 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 there are very few other areas in society where that where you hear that word anymore. So if you get it away from Spurs, you get it away from football. That would be a huge step towards eradicating it as a as a racist term altogether. It's very regional. The fact right, I'm talking about Aston Villa now. When I raise the Tottenham issue with it, Villa fans don't particularly like it. But Villa has a real history of integration going back almost 50 years now of the working classes. So um, there are many West Indian, many uh, Sikh and Hindu supporters, Pakistani supporters, but we've been together for f- almost three generations now. And yet, and yet it was it was Big Ron, one of your managers, yeah. who... I mean, in fact, that, that is a, a really interesting example. Yeah. Right, because, you know, sort of, for people who don't know, you know, Ron Atkinson was caught, I think, making an off-microphone off, off remark using the N-word and whatever, and he, he was one of the people who, who gave black players yes. their first chance. There's no question in my mind that... He's not a, a died in the war. There's no the question about that. No, no, but but in much the same way that uh, years ago there was a woman on on Big Brother who used the N word, oh, yeah. right, who but, but only because she thought she was getting friendly with this black black um, contestant and she used it in a in a what she thought was a non offensive way, right? And that is so, the parallels with the Spurs fans using the Y word are, are, are exactly are there. You know that woman thought she she wasn't using it to cause deliberately to cause offence. Neither was Ron, Ron Atkinson was just being I think just being stupid. But he, you know he, there's no way he's a racist. But he was using it in anger and he resorted to the most ridiculous slur and he needed to understand that you cannot say that under any circumstances yes exactly but that's exactly the same with the y word under any circumstances it should be the by word you know so those people are not setting out to deliberately cause offense i'm not saying that you know that all you know tottenham fans are died in the war nazis i know they're not and i know their reasons for doing it but in exactly the same way that that woman on Big Brother, she thought she was actually being friendly. Mm-hmm. She thought she was bonding with this this black girl who, if you, I, I don't know if you remember it, but when when the white girl said it, the black girl looked really shocked and she was offended, and the girl got thrown off. So that's a perfect parallel where somebody's using a word doesn't mean to cause offence. In fact, thinks they're doing something positive and as I say, bonding, um, but actually caused deep offence and got thrown off a, a TV show. Similarly with Ron Atkinson. He used it in a stupid way. I think at the time, words like that were more prevalent in football, you know. And, and but you know, he he lost his job, and I don't think has been seen very much on television or heard at all since. But that's two examples of people using a word without deliberate intent to cause offence, who suffered for consequences. And it's exactly the same for Spurs fans. You have to allow for that sort of <coughs> rival rivalry and for for people to vent in that way. You can't not allow that because that really would be destroying the heart and soul of football it would turn into a TV game yeah it would be it would be ridiculous I mean I you know I shout and scream and you shout at the ref you shout at the opposing players because it's about passion you know you, and, and obviously you, you know we're biased as a Chelsea fan you know if one of my players goes down in the box and I think it's a penalty and the referee doesn't give it I'm hurling abuse at the referee and all the rest of it but not in a you know hopefully <laughs> it might not be particularly pleasant but but hopefully I'm doing it in, well I, I know I'm, I'm not doing it in a racist sexist no, way but it's, no. I'm still venting I'm still you know that's that's the passion it's, it's going to boil over and you can't put a lid on that no. that's why that's why it's so difficult for Pete that's why you know unfortunately 
that's why it's going to take so, such a long time to change because sometimes when people are, are in that state of heightened excitement and passion you know that sort of abuse just just kind of tumbles out almost subconsciously and that's not to defend it at all which is exactly why you have to raise people's awareness of it and actually say look yeah you can shout and scream and have passion all the rest of it but just you know maybe stop and think for one minute before you do well that's it for today don't forget the new state solution podcast also on this feed and thank you for giving generously via patreon.com slash johnny gould see you soon